Hey, what's going on? This is DJ Sports. Uh, we're back again with another pod. Today's a special soccer segment uh, where we're going to cover everything from the transfers to La Liga to the EPL. Today, I have uh, Reese and Bob, two recurring guests, and uh, two new guests, Raul and Ambrose. Thanks for being on the show, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. How you doing? Uh, remember, you can follow the pod on Twitter at DJ Sports Podcast. Um, or hit us up on the email, which is at djsportspod at gmail.com. There's also a Facebook page, DJ Sports Podcast, and an Instagram page, DJ Sports Podcast. So be sure to follow us there, ask us questions, and we'll answer on the show. So uh, before we get into some, some soccer, let's uh, do the beer segment. Yeah, man. Yeah. Beer segment. No, I'm just <laughs> Some people that didn't uh, like following rules. Yeah, where's your beer, bros? Yeah, you know, yeah. I'm on a, I'm on a, I'm on a H2O, you know, strictly water diet right now. But, you know. <laughs> All right, shout, um, out to, uh, shout out to beer. <laughs> I'll, I'll go ahead. Um, I'm drinking a Belgian beaver, peanut butter milk stout. Um, a, a little heavy for uh, two wow. thirty in the afternoon. But... <laughs> It's fine. Mm-hmm. It's fine. I like this beer a lot. It's uh, I've always been a fan of stouts, and this is from Oceanside. It's good stuff. Who wants to go okay, next? Okay. So I got Ooh, a white claw here, black cherry. It's a refreshing oh. stuff. <laughs> is that your favorite flavor, Roll? I think it is. It's uh, definitely top right now. Top four, I would say. I'm drinking a pal can with the rival truly. And uh, to be to be honest, I I really do like Trulies a little more than White Claws. These I'm drinking a Wild Berry right now. I I can't say I agree with that. Uh, truly over White. <laughs> <laughs> See, I have another one, and it's a lemonade one, and it's so bomb. Lemonade. That? Oh, it's good. Yeah. Lemonade. They have, okay. They have like mango lemonade and like stuff like that. So never tried any of those. I'm going to have to fuck with the mango. <laughs> I'm drinking. Oh, wait, not, is, are we not cursing, by the way? Uh, you could, no, you we're, cur- okay, we're cursing. The pod definitely has an explicit thing next to it. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Love that. They're warned. They're All right, I'm keeping it with Dev, keeping it in San Diego with the Stone uh, Tangerine Express Hazy IPA. Um. It's also a little heavy in the morning, not going to lie, but it's pretty good. <laughs> the, the, the orange saves it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't I know how it. I feel about peanut butter. It's pretty good. <laughs> I like it. But I mean, I I'm, some, uh, yeah, sorry, I've heard about that. I'm a big fan of stouts, so a little biased. Ambrose, what are you drinking? Oh, yeah, I got some uh, filtered water in my water <laughs> container. You know, a Brita filter. Shout out to Brita. <laughs> No free publicity, all right? No free <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey Britta, run me that check, Britta. <laughs> hey, 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 we're allowed to curse, but we're not dro- dropping any free advertising. <laughs> hey, you're yeah, right. You got to right, send the right. check over first. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. My bad. <laughs> uh, all right, before we get into the news, I wanted to take a little bit to talk about why we chose uh, what teams that we're fans of um, to just give everyone a background of, you know, kind of where our thoughts are coming from. So you kind of have some perspective. Um, I'm just going to go from like left to right on my screen and, and I see Bobby's first. So Bob, why don't you take the wheel? Okay. Um, well, I would say about six years ago, I got uh, introduced to FIFA. 
and it was a tough time. It was a real tough time. And and I knew I I'm a like an avid sports fan, so I knew of all the big players, but playing playing FIFA was a different game, and I couldn't win with either Real or Barca, so I had to find somewhere else. And Aguero was that guy for me. So starting with Aguero, I, I started playing with City, and then once I started noticing they got Raheem and then Kevin De Bruyne, I was like, yo, this team's kind of kind of stacked. And then after that, after I saw the first my first city game, I was kind of was kind of hooked for sure. Hey, you got to give company some credit, right? Oh yeah, I can't forget about company. <laughs> the captain, the skipper, bro. Well, I got it. What about Yaya? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Dora, Dora, <laughs> Yaya. Yeah, no, nah, all those guys, all those guys are like just such good dudes too. So I, I like them for that too. Uh, Reese. I'm just going from left to right. So you're next. Uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm Manchester United. Uh, um, <laughs> started back when uh, it was actually my brother. My brother got really into Manchester United because of uh, Edwin Bandersar. He was uh, okay. he, yeah. So my brother was a you know Dutch goalkeeper and stuff. And uh, Bandersar was on like pretty much the only. <laughs> that was ever playing on television at that time anyway so it was kind of easy for him to fall in love with them and stuff so he started watching games and buying jerseys and then he'd pass them along to me and I didn't know any better so I was just repping Manchester United and then I think it was in like 2000 I think it was about like 2011 I started like actually waking up early for games and stuff and there was a, I'll never forget the goal it was like a nani screamer an absolute screamer against I think it was like West Brom or something at the time and yeah. like a, Ever since then, I was just like, yo, this, this is my team. Man. That, <laughs> had me go off. So, rest yeah, is history. Started with that. Yeah. That United team was pretty stacked as well. Tevez, yeah. Rooney, Ronaldo. Hell yeah. Yeah, that, that was fun. I wish I was able to like be more of a band back when they were on the team and stuff. Cause I didn't like, like I said, I was like first waking up in 2011. And then I didn't like really get into it until like probably like 2014 when I went off to college and stuff. So, mm. Yeah, I wish I was able to appreciate the glory days a little bit more. <laughs> Bros, what about you? Where did your menu of fandom start from? Uh, okay, so so I was born in, in London, right? Um, so people always ask me, like, oh, how come you're not a Chelsea fan or Arsenal, you know, since they're based in London? But, so my uncle actually lived in Manchester, and my mom and I would drive, like, to his house, and we would pass by the stadium, like, you know, sometimes the games would be going on, and you would hear the roar. Damn. I never, yeah, I never actually got to go to a game in England, Damn. but, you know, like, that was part of it, and also my, my uncle was an avid uh, Manchester United fan, so, like, we'd go there, he would always be watching the game with the highlights, and, like, he always had this distinct smell, you know, in his household, and I never knew what it was, but as I got older, <laughs> I realized, you know, he reeked of beer, you know, his whole house. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, that's where it came from, man. You know, so it's been I've been with them through, uh, like we said, like through the glory days and you know the not so glory days. But you know, I have faith that you know the best is yet to come, or maybe not the best, but you know, better days are ahead. Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, dude, that's that's really cool. I didn't know you were you were from London and so. stuff. Yeah, I mean, I forget too. I've been here for so long. Like I've been here since I was ten. I'm 24 now. So yeah, but yeah, awesome. Awesome, Raul. Yeah, for me, I'm a Barcelona fan, but uh, for me, it started started watch started watching soccer. I think around the 2006 World Cup. So, was a huge fan of Ronaldinho. 
He was a reigning world player of the year at that time. So yeah. obviously started watching him a bit more, started getting into Barcelona. And after he left, there was this, at the time, up-and-coming player called Lionel Messi. I'm sure you guys are familiar <laughs> with him. So that made me stick around. And fortunately, it's been some pretty good, a pretty good time for Barcelona. So I've been fortunate. Uh, yeah, I would say so, yeah. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, for me, I'm a Liverpool fan. Um, I'm probably the youngest fan out of everyone here. Um, I, I think about when it started, and I honestly go back to that Champions League final against Madrid. Um, you know, mm. Liverpool lost the game, but I remember I hated Madrid. Uh, Ro, I think we were watching at your house, actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I, remember, I hated Madrid so much, so I was cheering for Liverpool. I've always hated Madrid. Um, and I just remember Sala, you know, getting hurt because of Ramos. And I just, like, I remember, like, we, are, we already knew of Sala, you know, the up-and-coming, you know, this guy from Egypt. You know, you don't really see people that look like him uh, dominating soccer like he was. So that mm. was always, obviously, a great story. Um so I was like, oh yeah, this is a this is a cool team. You know, he had a historic season. I think he had like 40 goals or something that year. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I slowly just started, you know, uh, learning about all the other players like Mane, you know, where he came from, Firmino. I, I loved how he played, you know, um, and then Van Dyke, of course, and then Allison. And, mm-hmm. and then I, I started to learn more about Klopp and just like his background. And like, yeah, I just, ever since then, um, I've just been hooked, you know, and the past two seasons have just <laughs> taken my fandom to, all the way, you know, like I, I'm ride or die at this point now. <laughs> yeah, I agree on that one, Dev. Oh yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, like everybody else, I'm excited for football to be back. Um, so we're gonna start with with Barcelona. Um, so your boy Neymar Raul left in 2017. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ouch. <laughs> I mean, you guys, you guys have won La Liga twice, but disappointing in Champions League ever since. Um, so what do you what do you think is going on, and what do you think they need to do to get back to the, Ooh, the yeah. Barca that we know? So that's a heavy question, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's been some terrible back to back losses. You had the comeback with Roma, being up four one, losing three zero in the return leg, in the Liverpool. Obviously, a very happy day for you. <laughs> but um, in terms of Neymar, I was really disappointed when he left. Uh, he kind of left in a shitty way, burned a lot of bridges last summer. Seemed like he was going to come back, but uh, who knows about this summer. At first, I thought we didn't need him. But on the current state of the team, lack of forwards, no width, no wingers. Our replacement, Dembele and Coutinho, have been, at this point, busts. So, um, it's starting to rethink that he might be a great addition to the squad. But in terms of... Champions League. I think what Barca is really lacking is pace and width right now. You got Suarez that I think he just turned 32, 33. Messi is about to turn 33. So we got so players up top. Our midfield is Dijon Rakitic, who's slowly being phased out. But you see, most of our squad is just older players, BK, Jordi Alba, so Busquets. And we just need, at least in my head, I think we need players with more mobility, more speed, younger, more hunger, so that we can take on teams like Liverpool, who last season just pressed the shit out of us, and we didn't really know what to do. So I think those are key factors in being able to win Champions League. La Liga, I think Real Madrid are still in a state of transition, so that 
might be a little easier, but for Champions League, that is what we seriously need. Okay, and um, it, the title race is really close between you and Madrid. They're only you guys are only two points ahead, I believe, and you, you lost to them already this year. Um, do you think yeah. Barcelona's gonna gonna take care of league, or what's gonna happen there? So before this coronavirus pandemic, I would have told you Barcelona might be in for a trophyless season due to Suarez being injured. There was a new manager and Dembélé out for the season. But now that all the players are back, or everyone except Dembélé, manager has been there for a bit of time. I feel that there might be more of a possibility. And the schedule is looking a little tough for Barca. They're, they got, I think, Sevilla away, Athletic Club away, and Atletico Madrid at home. So it's going to be a tight title race. And I think it's going to probably go down to the last match day. But now that Barca players are returning, I think they got a legitimate possibility of winning it. You guys have any uh, thoughts on who's going to win between Barca and Madrid? Uh, Raul's my childhood friend, and I've always, you know, <laughs> spited him. So I'm just going to say Real Madrid. Just because. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. I'm very, I'm very interested. It's going to be close. Yeah, I, I think Barca will pull it out. I think they have, I mean, Messi's playing a lot better than anyone on Real right now. So mm-hmm. I definitely think they'll win it. Yeah, I, I think they still have the stuff like that, but it's still, still up in the air because you never know how, like, the teams are going to come back. If they're going to come back in, like, Barcelona, if they're going to, like, struggle a little bit or what. And That's dropping, yeah. yeah, dropping points in the opening games can really screw them. So I don't know who they have right when they come back, but having a nice little softball uh, to come back and play with would be nice for him. So, yeah, and Real Madrid have Marco Asensio returning, and they have, I'd say, they start off with an easier schedule, two home games, right when the season returns, and Barcelona have Mallorca away. So, like you said, if they start off rocky, it might be difficult to catch up. How yeah. many games are How many games are left? I think. Um, does uh does La Liga play thirty eight as well? Thirty eight as well, yeah. Yeah, so they they have eleven games. Everyone's played twenty seven. Okay. Wow, good chunk of the season left. That'll be exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. good amount of games. Um, so La Liga comes back June eleventh. Um, EPL is coming back June seventeenth. We finally have a a start date for that. Um, what this this question's for for anybody, but what do you guys think it's gonna look and feel like with no fans in the stadium? Uh, did you guys has anybody been watching the Bundesliga um, games at all? I haven't got a chance to catch one of them. They, they, like when they first started off the Bundesliga games, um, I'm pretty sure there was like no like crowd noise or anything like that. It was just kind of quiet, and it was like. It was weird. It was kind of how the games were, like those like random Europa League games that don't have fans in them. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they were weird to watch. But then I tuned into the Bayern-Dortmund uh, uh, game, and they pumped in crowd noise from Dortmund's last home match with fans. Oh, okay. And they had like, a, like an engineer, like a sound engineer, um, just working from home. I don't, think the, I don't think in the crowd they could hear it, but we could hear it at home. It was like, it was weird. Yeah. So like the, uh, the commentators were like commenting on like, oh, it's so quiet here while well, we were hearing crowd noise. So it was like <laughs> a little bit like deferring when it came to that kind of stuff, but it was interesting. I mean, it made for 
good television. Like it felt like I was watching, you know, like a Byron versus Dortmund match and stuff like that. It wasn't as boring as I was expecting it to be. So if I'm really kind of copies that model, I think it would uh, be pretty fun. So. Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's really interesting because I feel like um, it reminds me of a scrimmage almost seeing them play without yeah. fans, but I feel that mm -hmm. for smaller teams, say the Stokes of the premier league, that they'll be more affected by the lack of fans. You know, some of the things that uh, mm -hmm. really intimidated about playing at a place like Stoke is you have to play at that stadium. All those fans yeah. roaring against you, you know, and that plays heavily against the uh, away team. And I think that's yeah, something that's Liverpool is going to miss out as well. Yeah, Anfield. Mm -hmm. absolutely, for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think... I think yeah, the lack of fans, you know, makes a makes a huge difference because a lot of players thrive off the energy, you know, that the friend the fans bring. Mm -hmm. So, like in a sense, I guess it's a level, level playing field. But we all made a good point, you know. Say Stoke has a really hostile environment. You know, they don't have that advantage anymore. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna take some adjusting, and all in all, it'll be fine. But yeah, I think it will be different. How different? I don't know. I guess is yet to be seen. But yeah, I I wonder like uh younger players in the league are gonna be better suited for like no fans because they, they're not worried about like all you know 70,000 60,000 fans jeering yeah. at them and stuff like that. that's yeah. interesting so I wonder, yeah yeah, yeah I wonder if, like, obviously there's going to be some you know some bad parts of it and stuff like that but I think some players will benefit like uh maybe some of the young guys in Manchester United will benefit <laughs> yeah. yeah I agree with you <laughs> uh good transition uh so speaking of United you know, uh, this season has been up and down, but, you know, being fifth on the table, I think, is somewhat surprising. Um, you know, Reese, what do you think they've been doing well this year? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, the games against the top clubs and stuff like that, they've come out to play, and uh, they've been really impressive in those. And their biggest problem has just been consistency. And obviously, as everybody knows, against the smaller clubs and breaking down the smaller clubs and stuff, um, but that was getting a lot better. The last uh, ten games, that was looking, uh, it was looking like a big improvement there and stuff like that. So uh, it was disappointing that the stoppage came when it did for United. But um, if they can find that consistency and uh, they'll have a full squad when they come back and stuff, and yeah, if they can continue to play better against the smaller teams and stuff like that, I think they'll be just fine. Bros, what are what are some things you think they need to work on? Oh yeah, definitely. Like what we covered, it's like you know the small, the smaller games, like the big games. They came out to play. Like um, I'm not just mentioning because I'm talking to you, but um, the Liverpool, you know, they they were able to give them a tie, stuff like that. But I think it's just yeah, um, focus and getting the players' head in the right space. You know, it's like all right, we need to fight for this number four seed. Um, I'm super excited about. Um, Pogba coming back, you know, it's for like it's been a year or like years since he's last played. You know, I'm interested to see how he pairs up with uh, Bruno Fernandez. Um, but yeah, I think, and also this is like the a good, I guess, testing period for. I was this group is named Social Social Script, the, the coach. Oh yeah, that's oh, a hard God. one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, they just need to put their heads together, play hard, get that fourth seed, and you know. Just stay locked in, I guess. Yeah, um, the race for the four seed is like is really competitive right now. You have Chelsea at forty eight, um, and Crystal Palace is only nine points behind, sitting at eleventh place. So a really tight race. 
United is three points back of Chelsea sitting at fifth. So with still uh, about nine games left in the Premier League, I think it's it's really interesting. We get to see a lot of teams moving up and down uh, with the season left to go. Yeah, and just to add is like, obviously everybody wants to be in the Champions League. So, you know, it's going to be a battle to the end. So I'm excited for that. Hopefully, you know, Manchester can pull that seed, but we'll yeah. see. Um, side note, so is Champions League just done for this year? They're, it's just starting next year now? So I have no idea. Yeah, I've, I've, heard, I've heard here and there that they're trying to uh, have it done in August. But it gets really complicated because you have the French League finished, Dutch League finished. Obviously, Lyon is playing against uh, Juventus. So it would be a little tough when you have one team playing or continuing mm-hmm. with their league and another team just playing friendlies. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll definitely be a painted finish if it does finish. Speaking of Champions League, uh, we have Man City who have the two-year ban. Um, and I wanted to talk about what that yeah. meant. <laughs> what that oh, meant. God. What that <laughs> meant. Uh, what, what that means for the rest of the team. Um, you know, you've seen some reports of, of some players. Uh, De Bruyne himself saying, like, he might have to reassess what what uh, team he's playing for in a year or two. Um, Bob, you know, I hate to just you know throw this on you, but just what are your thoughts? Just hearing of, of reports like that and just the whole ban itself. Well, I mean, me personally, I'm I'm not too worried about the ban, but let's say like the scenario is that it's upheld, that you're, we're definitely going to see like Pep leaves, De Bruyne's going to move on. I'm pretty sure Raheem would move on too. So it'd be definitely gut wrenching if that happened, but even let's say that does happen, I still think City's still well off enough where they can get other players, and a lot of players that they still have will be, I mean, top class. So it wouldn't be it wouldn't be like death like a death sentence, you know? Right. What do you guys think about the City Ben? They're fucked. <laughs> Five, get out of here. They have no case. No, I, I, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, if they, if it gets held up, I don't, I, I haven't gotten into the weeds of whether or not it's, you know, they're screwed or not. But I'm just saying, if that ban gets held up and stuff, they're like, Pep leaving alone would be, I think pretty detrimental like when you say a death sentence like no they're not going to get relegated to the championship or anything like that but yeah instead of competing for champions league and titles i think that would probably subside for at least a few years and i mean that's bad enough i think right bob <laughs> i still think we'd be fine for titles even if we do lose the let's say we lose to Bruyne and aguero and raheem i still think the guys that we have would be fighting for titles. It's losing a lot, Bob. Especially if we lose Pep, yeah. too. Yeah. 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 I respect that he's being optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Who could stop Riyad Mahrez? You asked me that. Who could stop that? <laughs> no one. It would be... Uh... So, and we still have Leroy. He's about to come back. And that guy's the fastest dude ever. So. Yeah, he's like a 94 in FIFA. That guy's insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It would, it would be shitty. Too because uh, Man City seemed like the team to win it every year in the Champions League, so now being yeah. there two years, yeah. And I th- and I think at this point, Manchester City value uh, 
Champions League trophy over a Premier League trophy since they've been winning it so consistently for the past couple of years. Yeah. yeah, that's definitely true. And like just the way that we lost it last year was just like so saddening. So yeah, if there's no Champions League this year, that'd be that'd be pretty pretty shitty too because we just beat Real and we're about to go into like the my final. They didn't. Ramos wasn't gonna play. He was on red cards. So we were pretty. It was looking really good for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you guys were you guys were definitely going to be favorites uh, moving on to the next round and stuff like that. One of the favorites, so yep. that was the- um, So, one of the things that uh, that's been talked about uh, with Corona is the legitimacy of uh, Liverpool winning this Premier League title. Um, <laughs> this is obviously something that I, that I feel <laughs> about. But but what do you guys think of? Uh, I guess having an asterisk on this season. I mean, I'd say. I mean, their lead is so huge that, you know, I mean, I don't think, like coming from a Manchester United fan, I think anyone that says that is kind of just hating, to be honest, you know, because mathematically, I have to look at the table again, but they'd have to like lose every single game yeah, and sitting behind them. If they could even catch them, I don't even know, you know? So that being said, no, I wouldn't, it's unfortunate that this all happened, but I don't think it takes away from like the the solid season that they've had or incredible season they've had. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> you know, looking at last year, we we were two points away from winning the title. We had a great season mm-hmm. this year. We won Champions League last year too. So, I mean, I don't know what else, um, you know, you want the team to do. It's unfortunate that Corona happened. You know, otherwise we would have just had a normal season where we would have wrapped up the title back in April. But uh, you got to put it in hand you dealt. Yeah, but if we're really looking at it, I think in in terms of remembering them in history, I think more people are going to remember like, oh, that was the year that all this COVID stuff happened. Yeah. And how great like you guys were playing because you guys were about to beat our record with 100 points, like no problem and just set a lot of records. And I think, I mean, they're going to forget about that now. because That's true. Yeah, yeah unfortunately, it's, like they were saying this is going to be remembered as a coronavirus title race, not Liverpool's <laughs> record-winning season. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it feels like the story was just, like, cut in half, you know? Like, still, like, it's still going to be an incredible season when you, like, look at it on paper, like, start to finish. But just because there was just this long, like, disconnect in between them, like, dominating stuff like that people are almost gonna like forget how like bobby was saying they're gonna forget like how incredible of a season it's been you know mm-hmm. and like for me the biggest part is like liverpool the city like if we think if we put that in our terms here and stuff like that think about a city like cleveland who was like waiting years and years and years for a championship and you put that like in liverpool perspective and they're not going to get to celebrate in front of their own fans. They're not going to get mm-hmm. to do the bus parade in Liverpool and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that's like, yeah. even as a United, like, obviously I can like, if I'm messing with Dev, like, <laughs> that, like how you usually are. Like that. <laughs> 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 yeah. yeah it's no, you, guys, you guys made some, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead, bros. No, I was going to say that you guys made some valid points that I didn't even, you know, think about the whole, like, parade would be, you know, just Liverpool by themselves, you know, no fans or anything like that. It definitely does take away from it. I say it doesn't take away from what they did, but yeah, like looking back in history is going to be remembered as the COVID, the COVID season, I guess. 
Mm-hmm. The COVID champs. COVID uh, champs. And, and the unfortunate part is you were, what, two, three wins away from winning the Premier League? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> I think, like, two wins away. Or, like, yeah. one more city loss, and I think we had it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's unfortunate. Yeah. One of the many things you, that Corona has really messed up this, this but side. Can I ask you this? Do you really feel like there's, like, a a curse somewhere in the Liverpool. <laughs> it has to be. I'd be like, what else could stop you guys from winning? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, man. It really feels like there's something just like out of, like something you just can't control that's just affecting the team uh, every single year. Um, but yeah, at, at, at this point, I just hope that the, that the team is hearing all this uh, criticism and backlash about how this isn't a real title and they just come back even stronger next year. Um, uh, yeah. that's all you can hope for as a fan yeah so, that's uh, good um, so before we wrap it up we're going to get into the transfers um, the transfer market is uh, is heating up and we got a lot of good players right now um, so the first one is Laturo Martinez to Barca um, I saw a report of Inter starting a bidding at 111 million euros and the deal would involve Vidal, Semedo uh, and or maybe Rakitic uh, for that deal mm-hmm. Roll, yeah. What, are your yeah, what are your thoughts on that, role? Yeah, so I know he has, uh, I think, a buyout at 120 mil. But due to this whole COVID situation, Barca do not have the money for it. But in terms of uh, giving Vidal, Rakitic, and uh, who's the other guy? Um, Nelson. Semedo. Yeah, Nelson Semedo. I think uh, the purchase of Lautaro Martinez is a great purchase. He's obviously a wonderful player, uh, dominated in the Italian league, doing well with Inter. But I don't think that's a most pressing need. If we sacrifice all those players, we're left with one right back in our team, and that's Sergio Roberto, who is a midfielder playing right back. So I wouldn't say that would be the ideal situation to be in. Mm -hmm. We would... We also have Luis Suarez, who obviously getting older, but there is a possibility that you might just be bringing in a 120 million substitute if Lautaro Martinez doesn't right. That's a lot start of money. well immediately. Yeah. And you're with that, giving those kind of players up, because obviously the transfer market right now is dependent on player swap and not so much of money. We'd be sacrificing a lot in terms of, we'd be, I guess, ignoring our more pressing needs. We need fullbacks, we need better midfielders, and we need wingers. So I do want Lautaro, but I think we there are more pressing issues. Got it. I mean, yeah, you only have so much time left in, in Messi's prime, you know. Correct, yeah. Career, like, I think you have to maximize the most of it. Um, yeah, and also, I think if they break- oh, Go ahead, Reese. So I, I was going to say that if they purchase Martinez, it's almost like they're admitting uh, transition almost because if they still have Suarez on the books, then they're going to have to kind of like deal with that like transition of power there and stuff like that. You still, like exactly. you said, you're not taking advantage of Messi's final years at all. So if they could use that money and spend it on, like you were saying earlier, like the wings and stuff like that need to get faster. Like if you go back and you just – get some freaking fast fullbacks you get replacements for Danny Alves and uh Jordi Alba and you get like another freaking solid fullbacks there I think that they would be like a monstrously different team so exactly yeah and that's what we need the most invest that money in Neymar possibly (laughs) what happened again 
<laughs> I thought he was about to come over. Who? Neymar? Uh, Neymar, yeah. Wasn't he set to come over? Wasn't his whole family, like, trying to make that happen? Yeah, last yeah. summer it really seemed like it was about to happen, but there were reports that it was more of a kind of a move just to appeal the fans, you know, spread oh. these rumors so that oh, they – so that the board seemed like they were doing everything to get Neymar, when in reality, oh. they didn't really care to bring Neymar back. Okay. okay. Mm. Wow. Okay. move. And they're doing that, and they're doing that because they they really just don't like him. You really <laughs> with him. I I think they burned bridges, but if it was it was a very complicated situation because they brought Griezmann in, yeah. right right before these Neymar rumors started. So it gets to a conversation of well, if you always wanted to bring Neymar, why do we have Griezmann? And we're going to have mm-hmm. Neymar, mm-hmm. Griezmann, Suarez, and Messi all playing forwards. Just didn't yeah, make any sense. Yeah. yeah. But there's a, there's a lot of issues mm-hmm. at Barca right now with the social media scandals, the uh, mm. salary cuts. So it's not a good time at the club. <laughs> um, wow. There's also other rumors of a player swap with Juventus, uh, Rakitic, Vidal, Titi for Pjanic, and uh, Di Silvio. I don't know if I said that right, Dick Sikleo. I like that yeah, you yeah, said yeah. that, even if you said it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for that one, I know Juventus won Arthur a lot. And Xavi came out a, a couple months ago and said he's a perfect player to have at Barca, has Barca DNA. Oops, I lost the guy. <laughs> His phone turned off, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but... Uh, Uh-oh. It, I, Pjanic was a good midfielder. I think it would be uh, – I don't think it would be a bad purchase, but I, if we're giving up all these pieces for these two players, I don't I don't think it's worth it. Pjanic is in his 30s, not the player he once was. He's not very, fitting very well into Sarri's system. And it seems like, if I remember correctly, Bernardeschi is taking over his role. So it's a player we don't need. We can – rely on a player we already have who just needs to gain a little bit more consistency he's young in age so i think we should stick with what we have what do you roll what do you think about having griezmann uh down the middle as a replacement for suarez and having i've thought about that yeah uh, i've thought about that of having griezmann middle messi to the right and either Ansu Fati or dembele on the left if dembele is healthy which would be my preferred lineup but it seems that Griezmann likes to play in the same area that Messi does. So, and it brings me back to what is Barcelona doing? You buy, you have two players that do the same exact thing. Yeah. And it just doesn't make much sense to me. But I would like to start phasing out Suarez. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he's definitely out of his prime. Um, he's, he's, his good days are behind him and uh, he might need to bring in the new guys. Yeah. Um, so Bob, I want to ask you, like, what what are City's needs right now? Like, it has to be a center back, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, Laporte's back; he's healthy. So, with him back, I think we're good enough at uh, center back. Um, Stones is healthy too now, and we won't have to be playing on Mendy, which is the fact that that guy has a job still is. Behind <laughs> um, he's cost us countless games and. It's, Real rough, but I think our 
I think what we need more is um, just like a better defense, defensive mid. I know we have Rodri now, and he's he's pretty good, but Fernandinho is about done. So if we could get like just a backup in that in that sense, I think that's our our biggest need. Maybe um, I our right back uh, Walker still. Maybe the strong back side of that fully loaded. Yeah. Um, I feel like you, know, you guys have so much talent. Um, and having Pep as, as coach, you know, he, he just makes the most out of what, whatever resources he has. Yeah, it has gone to a point where he's being criticized for, like, tweaking too much and substituting guys just because he doesn't really know who to play but with like uh, David Silva leaving and Fernandinho only playing one or two more years, these these young guys are going to come in. So it's going to be great. Right. Um, so Jaden Sancho is, is you know one of the, the probably the biggest uh, transfer prospect that we have right now. Uh, you got this is for any anybody to tackle it. You guys have any thoughts where he's going to go? I have been hearing um, Manchester United and Manchester City seem like the teams that are most likely to get him. I'd love yeah, if Barcelona yeah. could have a shot at him, but I was going to say, a lot if of I English was him, guys. I'd probably go to I'd probably go to Barca if I was him. But he is an English dude, so a lot of a lot of English teams have been out there saying they're going to get him. I think he should go to Manchester United. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't what, know. what would you guys do with him though? You guys already have Rashford. Rashford, yeah. and him, Rashford and him and Martial are going to be the front three. I thought, yeah. honestly, maybe my news sources are biased as hell, but I thought him to United was, like, damn near a done deal. I, like, he had already agreed on, like, personal terms with the United. Wow. He was – wow, okay. Right. But it's, it's going to be interesting how that works because, I mean, like, Martial is, like, playing really well, and he's probably going to get, like, kicked out of that. He, like no, no, no. It, it, it would be Martial up top and then Rashford on the left, uh, Sancho on the right. So that would be our front three. J- James, Dan, Dan James would get the boot, which is oh, okay, okay, okay. He's a better, better role player, bench player, anyway. So, yeah, okay. But um, hey, I, guess like that could work. I guess that could work. All that personal terms bullshit, that's totally, like, I, I guarantee that's obviously not true and stuff like that. But I just, like, I think that, I think for sure if he's going to leave Dortmund, he's going to go to an English club. And Definitely. unless Man City sweep in and just offer a bunch of freaking money, I th- like, I just think it, he fits at United and stuff. And hey, he fits those behind us. So. <laughs> oh, I, I am <laughs> not. We'll put the cash if, we, if it's there. Well, with the two-year, with the two-year ban, who knows? Maybe Sancho would think twice uh, about going to Manchester City. Yeah. Um. Yeah. That's definitely something that it's going to be on these players' heads thinking about a new team. Yeah. Um. Speaking of United, though, uh, bros, I want to ask you, what, what do you think the future of Alexis Sanchez for United? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with him because he's like, I know obviously he's getting older, but it's like he he's a super talented player. I just don't know if he. Maybe just he hasn't like found his place in Manchester United, you know? Because I was thinking what could have been that like, he came and I was like, oh, for sure we got Alexi Sanchez. And then like nothing really happened after that, you know? 
Um, so it might be a matter of, yeah, I'm not sure what's going on with me. Maybe try to create him or, you know, yeah, not, to sure. be honest, not quite sure. I, I think his, his play style is kind of just like outdated in like the Premier League just because he, he's like a long dribbler from like, like midfield and, you know, it just doesn't really work in today's Premier League. Yeah. I think maybe just, they just figured it out, you know? Yeah. yeah I'm not sure. It, it, it sucks because, yeah, I, I agree with you, bros. It's like, it's all like what could have been and stuff like that with that whole like swap deal with uh, Mkhitaryan back whenever the hell that was and stuff. But we were expecting some great things for him, and it was just like all of us were sitting like, I don't know what the hell happened, <laughs> you know? Like yeah. nobody, nobody can explain it, but we're gonna end up paying him a bunch of freaking money next year. So hopefully he can uh, provide something because I don't know if we're gonna be like, especially in the market that we're about to have. I don't know if we'll be able to find somebody who can pay his wages and stuff nobody's yeah, gonna be willing he's on a fat contract yeah he's pricey yeah, yeah. and he has been doing shoot <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if i'm saying this right uh reese but igalo is he staying at united igalo um yeah i mean i think like I think for sure through the end of the premier league season that like comes back and stuff like that i think he'll um be on our books but once the season whenever it is over I, I don't know if we'll sign him to um, a permanent deal or anything like that I think he'll probably go back to China I could just see with the whole transfer plan that we implemented we're going to go for some like young English dude who was either in the championship or the Premier League and he's just going to fill in for Martial whenever he can. And then we're going to sell him in like a year or two, probably. So you can maybe go for someone like Sancho. <laughs> yeah. And he was surprisingly a great addition to the Manchester United squad. I mean, there was a time that Martial was injured. Rashford was injured. And they were desperate for a forward came in and just started scoring goals. I think he was a big reason why you guys are in the top five right now. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. What, what, what he contributed to the team was, freaking fantastic i could just i just know the uh the board isn't going to want to sign him to like anything further you know i wish we did because it's been cool watching play for us but i agree he's a good player i i had no idea about him before i saw him on united me either (laughs) (laughs) definitely uh, that's all the transfer news. Um, was there anything you guys wanted to talk talk before we wrap it up? Um, I've been thinking about this all day, to be honest. I was trying to think, what would you guys think is the toughest league out in in football? Right I'd, say, now? I'd say Premier League. Premier League? Okay. Yeah. I'd say I think- Premier League and then uh, Spanish League, close second. And then, yeah, probably German and then... Yeah, it's, that is a kind that's of. Like, you think, you know, German, you know, think the German league's better than the Italian league? I uh, I haven't been following enough to to say like with confidence, but I'd say so. You know, I think it's more more competitive, maybe because I feel like in the Italian league is just. I guess you could say the same about German league. Italian league is all it's all about um, Juventus, but you know, I think in the German league there's Dortmund, there's Bayern. And then maybe Bayern Leverkusen and maybe another team I'm forgetting. But I think definitely the I'd say Premier League is the most competitive. And that's yeah. Yeah. I think top to bottom, like for sure the most competitive league. 
Yeah, there's definitely more talent coming out of the German league as well compared to the Italian league. And they are right, the World yeah. Cup winners over there. Yeah. <laughs> or were the World Cup winners. Holland for a second. Yeah. Let's talk about Holland for a second. Yeah. Holland. Oh, yeah. Um, I think Is it's very... Moving on? I think it's fitting that he just came back and scored the first goal. Yeah. <laughs> That fool is so fast, and I don't get it. He's like, he's like 6'2". Like, how is he so fucking fast? Yeah. <laughs> he's so fast. Hey. He's so, like, precise. Like, yeah, yeah he's a finisher. Like, is he staying at Dortmund, or is he is he trying to move? You guys know? I'm not sure. I, I know, imagine I know they're probably going to do Dortmund. Yeah, I'm, probably, I'm sure they'll do anything with the power to keep him, you know? Um, but would you guys yeah. say... Would you guys say the year he's having not obviously there was a stop to it because of the COVID, but would you say his year is more impressive than um, Mbappe's breakout year? Or no, Ooh, that's a good question. Oh, that's a great question, actually. <laughs> we should uh, we how should old, compare a lot. How like, old is Mbappe? Speaking stats and stuff. Oh, Mbappe think, might have been younger. Yeah, I think Mbappe is close. I think they're both like 18. Mbappe is 19. A younger. Oh, oh, okay. Holland is 19. Okay. Yeah, Mbappe is Mbappe. So with, with that Monaco side, reached the semifinals Champions League and won the French League against PSG. Yeah, I guess Pretty it's kind of easy to. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, Monaco team know. probably. Probably in but honestly, like, just the fact you like sitting here, like, right off the bat, even like staring that account, it's to show what impressive Holland's season gone and like what you, you know. I don't think he's staying at dorm. He's gonna move on, go into big and shit. Yeah, I mean, maybe Baron's gonna poach another big star from the, <laughs> the next late one. Yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. Speaking of that Monaco team, that team was stacked. That made it yeah. to the worst stack. They beat us in Champions League. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they're super stacked. I, I, was, I was thinking that too. It's like Mbappe had a great breakout year, but they also had like a couple players that maybe I don't know if it was a breakout year, but they just, you know, people were sleeping on them and it was like, damn, these guys are good. Yeah, they had, like Bern- a couple- they had Bernardo yeah. Silva, who we picked up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, like Ajax. Yeah, they had Fabinho. Fabinho, Furlan Mendy. Yeah. Uh, Fabinho. Yeah. Um, and I was going to say, kind of like Ajax, the Ajax team last year, that probably yeah, should have sure. yeah. made it to the finals. Yeah, definitely. Uh, they all just got ripped apart by the big clubs. All that talent taken yeah. away from them. Yeah, yeah, that's unfortunate. Uh, they, they didn't even make Champions League this year, I believe. No, they got they straight to Europa League. <laughs> But uh, uh, I had a question for the United fans. So, obviously, there was a lot of heat told, uh, towards Ole Gunnar Solskjaer earlier in the season. But what do you guys think about him now? Sack or keep on with managers like Pochettino available? Yeah, I think, uh, like, the remainder of this season is, you know, that's, like, his time to shine or to show what he's got. Um, otherwise, he's out the door. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, a coach like that magnitude, like, yeah, I mean, he really has to do something at the end of this, you know, this final run for him to, like, keep his job, I'd say. But yeah, it's all yeah. to be seen. Right? I, if I mean, we, yeah. 
I was going to say, if we, if we don't win a trophy, uh, this season, I mean, I don't, I would hate to see him go, but with Pochettino on the market and stuff like that, I don't, I think a lot of people probably be calling for his head and stuff like that. But I, I, I still think like for me personally, I trust him. I think that he's like the right guy and stuff like that. I just hope that, uh, it starts to show with, uh, trophies and wins and top four finishes, uh, by the end of the season. So, cause we're still up for, I don't know what's going to be going on and stuff like that, but they're still fighting for Europa League and FA Cup and obviously top four. Oh, that so is true, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah there's still, still a chance for them to have, like, a pretty decent season if they can get one to two trophies and a top four finish. Um, I think he would for sure have his job at the end of that. So, but, so would I that mean, be like, – What was that? No, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, like Ambrose said, if there's uh, if he doesn't finish the way that we want him to, I think uh, people will call for his set. He'll probably be out. So, yeah. So, what would be the minimum for him to stay top four? I'd say, say at least, you know, I'd yeah. say, because yeah. you know, like that's a huge deal. Um, not being in Champions League, a lot of decisions are gonna depend on that. You know, players coming in and stuff like that. But yeah, I think if he can't finish in the top four, I'm not going to say he's for sure going to get fired, but his chances are definitely a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we saw we saw them sack uh, Louis Van Hall um, right before he played in the FA Cup final and won That's it. True, and yeah. like they didn't they didn't give a shit that he brought that home. So, I mean, I think <laughs> top four Champions League, that's where we want to be. And if we miss out on that and then we bring home FA Cup. I don't know if that'll be enough. So I think just Champions League spot is all that he's got to get. Mm-hmm. And that'll be essential too to get players to come in as well. Yeah. I had a question because I I just haven't heard anything about it. But what's the status of uh, of Euro Euro twenty twenty? Push to twenty twenty one, right? Yeah, it's it's just postponed a year. So the exact schedule that they were going to have this summer, they're just postponing it and stuff. So same. So next year. Yeah, next summer. Got it. Got it. Got it. If you guys think about it, as soccer fans, we're going to get the wrap-up of all of these seasons, and then it's going to be a really, really short break. We're going to start next season. We're going to get Euro 2020. In 2021, we're going to get another season, and then we're going to get the World Cup. So it's going to be nonsense. Oh, yeah. And we'll be uh, getting Copa America 2021 as well. Oh, my God. Oh, snap. That's America. right. I forgot about that. Jeez. Yeah. yeah that's going to be my first time experiencing that as like a, as like a full engaged like soccer fan. That's going to be good so, stuff, man. I, 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 oh, jeez. <laughs> yeah, I remember watching the uh, 2016 final where – Portugal had like this crazy run. Ronaldo gets hurt, and then they beat France in France. Um, I remember yeah. like I remember watching that like you know loosely. I watched the final, but yeah, to, to actually be like keeping up with it to know the players, um, that's gonna be really fun because the Euros are basically like a mini World Cup. You know, of course you don't have Brazil and Argentina there, but you have most of the best teams in the world, so that'll be fun to watch. Yeah. You kind of miss out, or you kind of. Get rid of the shittier teams, right? The Central American, <laughs> North American, African countries. Yeah, I think the African countries are going to be pretty good in the most upcoming World, World Cup. Cup. Uh, we got my guy Sadio. 
way that they can, man. That'd be exciting. Yeah, so just got to wait a year. <laughs> got the Olympics uh, 2021, too. That's right. Yeah. Hopefully there'll be fans by next summer. I mean, I'm, I feel like that's a good possibility. Hopefully this uh, this COVID is long gone by then. Yeah, hopefully, yeah. man. Um, Dev, I got one more question for you, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. That uh, So, with Liverpool, they were obviously breaking all sorts of records. We're going to have an unbeaten run until they lost their first match. Uh, there were thoughts of a treble. Champions, they lost Champions League. They lost FA Cup. Now that you're only getting the league, does, uh, I don't know, does it seem almost like a loss or – lost opportunities just winning the league um i mean the league is so important to us um i would never say that winning a league in a year would be um lost but it is a little disappointing um especially what what happened the fa cup and what happened against atletico at home that game was just uh, such a winnable game that we just you know we couldn't finish so that, that that just and that was just really bad timing uh because literally the day after they postponed all champions league uh right after that yeah. game, so, so just unfortunate, but I mean, there's no excuses. Like we should have won that game at home against, uh, you know, Atletico team that I think we'd all agree that Liverpool is better than. Um, yeah, I just left a, left a bad taste in my mouth, which is just unfortunate. Like just we had no soccer, you know, for so long, and that was the last I saw of them play. So, but I mean, as long as we we win league, um, I think we'll be fine for next year. They'll be ready to go. Have a, have a new chip on their shoulder. I'll say this though, Doug. From winning the Premier League and just losing out in Champions League the last three years, it's not <laughs> enough, bro. The people will talk yeah. about how, how that one game you, you messed up one weekend against the Atletico. Yeah. It's, it's going to be annoying, but. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree. Um, but I, I do, I could just look back on last year and just, you know, we won Champions League. So I have that to fall yeah, back on. You least. guys do have that in your bag. So. That was a, you know, we, we had such a magical run, um, especially the game against Barca. So. That's something that mm-hmm. I, I definitely look back. And I, honestly, I think it's something that we deserved, especially with what happened with Ramos and Real uh, a couple of years before that. So, yeah. You guys you love like... to hate Ramos, man. <laughs> <laughs> it was a dirt bag. Fuck Ramos. <laughs> yeah, I think he has the most red cards in, like, I don't know what the stat is, but he has a lot of red cards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Rashid Wallace. <laughs> of, uh, of, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Yeah. The, the, the the official stat is just like way too fucking many red cards. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, Raul, what do you think about Ramos? <laughs> Raul? Raul, are you there? Hello? I know Raul would usually have a lot to say about Ramos. Yeah. Can you hear us? <laughs> I think he just muted us. Maybe, I don't know. Okay, um, now he muted himself. Hello? Raul, Raul, can you hear yeah. Having uh, some te- technical difficulties. Yeah. Yeah. Say about Ramos wearing that Barca jersey too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure he feels passionate about Ramos. Um, no, I know for a fact. Looks yeah, like, looks like he's trying to figure something out right now. Yeah, sorry, I missed all that. My headphones weren't working. What was that? Um, <laughs> what do you think about Sergio Ramos? <laughs> oh man, that guy, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, I respect him. I respect him. He's one of the greatest defenders I've ever seen. But uh, he's a He's a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and going back to FIFA, he he's I hate playing against him in FIFA. It just 
it's like yeah. I, can, I can imagine like playing against Van Dyke. That's probably how people feel. But playing against Ramos and in, in FIFA just and Holland too. Yeah. Back back to Holland, he's just ridiculous in that game. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his rating? What's, what's Holland's what's Holland's rating? Uh, uh, last time I checked, he was a uh, ninety-one. Ooh, damn, okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's scary at age nineteen. Uh, that's a big Future talent. Is promising. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, he has size, speed, and uh, you know, accuracy. <laughs> just a dangerous. Combo. Accuracy, yeah. I hope he somehow ends up at Manchester United. <laughs> that was fun. I give you guys a, a center four that's just like your staple. Yeah, man. Like the whole the franchise player. <laughs> I mean, Bruno. Yeah, like, man, Rooney was like one of my favorite players growing up. Rooney is probably one of my favorite players today. Like that time when Ronaldo and Rooney yeah. were, you know, were just killing it. That was a great time. You know, so long ago, but yeah. I, I don't know. If, I don't know if Reese remembers, but like two months ago, I like mass texted him like all these Rooney highlights because it was my first time on YouTube. It's like somehow I just like got around <laughs> to seeing Rooney highlights. And once I saw him, I was like, yo, this guy was, like, different. Like, he was just out here shooting rockets. And it was, bro, it was yeah. crazy to watch. Um, I think it was last year. Last year, two years ago, he had that, like, uh, goal from from the half-yard mark in the MLS game. Oh, yeah. That was, yeah. That was, that was an absolute rocket. <laughs> and and everything, everything that transpired before that was just, like, like the epitome of Wayne Rooney too, just like chasing a guy down, making the dirty slide tackle, stealing the ball, and then launching yeah. it. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that highlight brought a smile to my face for sure. Like, you know, made me happy. Still I, got it. I think the best goal I've seen was the bicycle kick against uh, Manchester City. Ooh, oh. it was insane. Ooh. Yeah, it's nasty, nasty, nasty. That was a nasty goal. Yeah, I'll never, I'll never forget that one. Yeah. Shout out Wayne Rooney. Shout out Wayne Rooney. Um, <laughs> still, still kicking, still, go. still going at it. Still kicking, still kicking. It's still there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Darby County. <laughs> wow. All right, fellas. Uh, anything else you want to hit before we wrap it up? Mm, I think we covered it all. Yeah. Yeah, it's been well, great. Thank yeah, you for having us, Dev. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having us, Dev. Yeah, thanks for being on the show. Uh, appreciate it. We had a great combo, um, and I hope all soccer fans enjoyed it. Even if you're not a soccer fan, a casual fan, hope you enjoyed us talking about our teams um, and just what's going on with COVID. Um, so, as always, you can follow us on socials. Ask us for questions at the email at djsportspod at gmail.com, on Twitter at djsportspodcast. The Instagram and Facebook pages are djsportspodcast. Um, hit us up for any questions there and we'll tackle it on the show um, yeah I'd like to thank Reese, Javi, Ambrose Roll. thanks for being on the show guys uh, you're welcome back anytime and appreciate it yeah, yeah, love you back. thank you Thank you. Uh, take care alright take it easy alright you guys